Welcome to the Triple M's Deadset Legends podcast for Sportsbet. Get the same game multi feeling this AFL season with Sportsbet. Conditions apply. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. I'm legendary. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan and Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Joey, yes. Jay-Z, oh, man, Leroy, Lemo is not with us today, but he's, I don't know, where is Lemo today? He's got a big gig, I think. Um, he's a man in demand. Yes. He's very popular. Cruise ship. Is a cruise ship gig, this one? <laughs> is it? Somewhere. I can't remember. He, he gets... Is. Yeah, he gets, yeah, it is a cruise ship. We're getting a thumbs up. Yes, it is yes, a cruise ship. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Hey, gee, what a <laughs> week. What a week we've had for the Dead Set Legends team. I'm looking at you both because I've just been seeing you everywhere. And I want to start with Joey first, Kath, because mm-hmm. I, I, our great mate, Lee Montagna, the thing we love about Joey, he's a real man of the people. And you yeah. can, if he's at the pub, you can just come up to him and have a good chat. You know what? And, if someone was to ask me, what's Joey like? Oh. I'd say down to earth. Great bloke. Everyone loves Joey. Not, not into the gram <laughs> nah. or not not into those kind nah. of superficial materialistic nah. things. Yes. He's just a yes. good <laughs> person. Isn't he? Isn't he? And tumble <laughs> and down to earth. So you yep. can imagine our collective shock on Instagram this week where we saw him sort of do his <laughs> oh best. Sort so of. I saw this yes. whilst driving. I nearly crashed. You did. Because it was a shock. Yes. <laughs> so yes, he's a massive He's shock. not only one of the game's leading um, you know, analysts and commentators, he can do it all. He's got a job for life at Fox Get Footy. He's just point, doing exceptional. <laughs> when you started this new life in shoe modelling <laughs> and <laughs> pretended to look oh. comfortable, you know, laughing along with the cameras, then they're doing the sort of the videos. See, and the thing was, for me, which yes. was such a shot, was I complimented him on these shoes. What are the shoes? We may as well give them a plug. What are the shoes? Oh, the wild rhinos. Mm. Yeah, the wild rhinos. <laughs> I saw gosh. them a couple of weeks ago and yeah. I said, geez, yeah. Joey, they look great. Like, yes. finally giving the Stan Smiths the flick. Yes. I've got some new shoes. This is good. <laughs> Making progress, and then he yeah. said, "Oh, I've actually I've got to do a post." Yeah, I'm in. So I knew it was coming. Yes, you did. What I didn't see yeah. coming mm. was the professional photo shoot. Oh, it's unbelievable. Did you see yes. the walks of? In front of the wall. See the wall. Did walks? you actually go into it? No, no, I The hands in the pockets. You yes. Know. I looked at him and I thought. The one foot on the wall kind the of stance. Oh, did, you think that model? One. did you think model? I, I thought I need, I've never seen a man look more comfortable. Uncomfortable. In, no. Uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, Leroy, oh, I put up one Instagram yeah. post you, and you look just, at this. Can you just tell me? I haven't used Instagram for yes. two years. What went through your mind when you pressed that share button? Because you just would have known a cyclone. Well, I had to get our man. And Ethan from mm. in here to do it for us because I didn't oh. know how to do it properly. Oh, yes. And then I was like, I yeah. knew there was going to be some crap coming. I didn't realise it would literally take 38 seconds. Yes. As soon as I pushed send, WhatsApp. Michael Gardner was the first one on the Saints WhatsApp group that posted it and said, thanks, Joey, we'll all take some free pairs. And then not long after, Jay-Z chimed in with these funny ones. And literally, like, within five minutes, yeah. it went. So, I anyway. did text Jay-Z first yes. and just said, oh, there's us set up morning content. Yes. And speaking of content, no, 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 no. I'm you not done here. I'm not done here. Okay, keep Just going. One, oh, yeah. Go I on. need to ask you. Yes. Was it worth it? Yes. <laughs> well, or should you just buy your own shoes? You I think? probably should just buy my own shoes. Just yes. trying to help out a friend, and yes. this, this is what you get for it. But yes. anyway, they are great anyway. shoes. And if Thanks, you're Kat. if you're wondering about how you can get into the influencer game, Joe's doing a convention soon on um on influencing one hundred and one. And how? Oh. What do you get? Twenty percent off if you drop Lee Montagna. 
not what happened anyway. Anyway, oh. Joey, so what about, um, you think it's been a big week for you. Yeah. What about our co-host here, Kath Lockman? Now, I <clears throat> love the Herald Sun and, you know, all the work that the, the Jackie Epstein yes. does. And she did a, a story this week on the top five um, most eligible bachelorettes. Ooh. Basically, the hottest um, single women Ooh, yes. in Melbourne. Right. And I thought, oh, this would be interesting. So I clicked away and guess who was number two? Jeez, hasn't Kath gone good? She thought it was funny to take the mickey out of you. This. You should have sent it to me first. I didn't see it, yes. Number two on the list, Kat, not only Kath, but her sister, Victoria, who as well, who's also doing amazing things in uh, PR as well. So, um, who was number one? It was... Um, who was number one? Oh, I forgot. I just <laughs> once I saw Kath, I thought, oh boy. Look how sheepy she's got. Hey, didn't it look like the Tigers of old last ah! night at the MCG? <laughs> Richmond with a 24-point victory over Geelong. We're going to get to that next on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Number That's two. the beauty of being the host. <laughs> Running from nowhere, Rioli runs on, picks it up, and snaps a ripping goal for the Tigers. Cotchen's out the back. Cotchen's out the back. Cotchen snags the goal. Slides it towards Mark. Who's in space? Plays on, kick the goal, Dusty. Dusty plays on, hooks it around the corner. Oh, Dusty! He's got a triple. The great one. There it is, MCG. Third win of the season for the Tigers. They do it in style over the reigning premiers. It was a much-needed win for Richmond and a brilliant result over the reigning premiers. Six straight goals in the opening term set up the win. Dusty, Koch and Rewalt combining for nine of the team's 16 goals. Tim Taranto, the leading disposal getter with 28. What impressed you most, Joey? It's good to see the Tigers back on the winner's list. Well, what impressed me the most was it was the Richmond way. You, you saw the Richmond brand, the, the, the intercept from halfback, the run and gun, the handball game, the... I suppose the scrappy entries and finding a way to, to kick goals with really only Jack as the tall. They had sort of Marlon Pickett playing mm. as a bit of a pseudo second tall down there. And uh, I just thought it looked like the Richmond of old. They, they competed hard. Uh, they got the run, generated that back. And I thought it was coming. Oh, I was pretty confident that they would win last night. I liked the way they'd been building. I know they had the really poor game against Gold Coast, but either side of that, they'd shown their brand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think they've put the competition on notice as they start to get some personnel back. Um, Nan Curvis and Tom Lynch and etc. Not far away. That maybe there's still a bit of life left in them. This is the thing. It was big, Kath, for the Tigers because if they got if they copped another punch in the mouth last night, you think well probably finals is a bit beyond them. So you could tell there was a real big game feel about this one for Richmond. And as you're right, those hallmarks that old Richmond sort of you know still got beaten around the clearance a bit, but it was that intercept counter attack. You saw the forward surge in the handballs. They got it inside fifty. And Trent Cotchin's a story just absolutely impossible to ignore. So you know he didn't have a lot of the footy last night, but Richmond had been lacking in that polish. They haven't, you know, their efficiency in the forward half hasn't been amazing this year. In fact, Damien Hardwick's seen it. It's been their big letdown. But when those moments came, right, Trent Cotchin with the signature balk and the yep. sidestep and the weave snapped it over his shoulder and you just saw everyone get to him. Like there was just that feeling, you know, his place in the team had been questioned and then bang, he kicks those three goals at important times. And um, you just think, right, Joey, can the Tigers, I know um, the Cats kicked 11 goals, 12, and they had some key players out, seven premiership teams. You think the Tigers playing this sort of footy can have a genuine crack at it in the back half of the season? Well, I think their first point is to have a genuine crack at making finals. I think because of the start to the season, they don't have much room for error. They have to make sure they play pretty good footy from here on in. But I think they're capable of it. 
And as I said, when they get more personnel back, and even, I mean, a lot of teams um, this year have been given outs because of injury. Everyone's sort of given Sydney Swans a bit of an yep. out and some other teams, but mm-hmm. they've been decimated. I mean, you know, no Nan Curvis Lynch. or Soldo, no Tom Lynch, yep. no Gibkiss, who is going to be probably their, their one of their best young key defenders. And guys like Jack Graham and Nathan Broad, players that play such important roles, had missed games of footy. When they get that personnel back, and the Richmond play their brand, we know that they are very hard to beat. I think they can play finals. They've got a lot of work to do, and they still need to play their very best. But if they can sneak in and play finals, you wouldn't want to play them on, a, on the big stage. Nathan Broad spoke to him after the game. Probably the first man this season to stop Jeremy Cameron, in the yeah. sense from hitting yeah. the scoreboard. It was a great job uh, from him. He said it had been really building. They were very good for three quarters against Melbourne. Remember on Anzac Day Eve, they had a stinker against Gold Coast, of course. Better in the second half against West Coast last week. So he said, I think they're second for inside 50. So they're getting the ball forward. They haven't been able to execute uh, inside forward 50. But Damien Hardwick, he walked into the press conference, had the shoulders back, just (laughs) a bit more sort of confidence about the great man. Very happy, as you said, Joey, that the Richmond brand was back. I've certainly have got a lot of belief, and I think the playing group is starting to feel that little heartbeat coming back. It, it looked Richmond-like, you know, the goals, dirty goals, you know, the way we got the ball to ground, the way they channel, um, you know, charged in. You know, there's a bit of play that that last quarter, um, balls in the goal line, and there's just bodies flying everywhere. Well, that, that's a Richmond game, you know, that's what the fabric of our footy club has been built on for a number of years, and we're starting to see that come back in our playing group. So, the most important thing is hopefully our players are starting to understand the belief that we've got in them because. I think we've got a, a wonderful group of young men that will continue to challenge you know, sides along the way. We're going to have some bumps in the road, but more importantly, I think they're starting to understand what they could possibly do. And that's why Damien Hardwick had been so frustrated in recent weeks in his press conferences because he knew, he could see it, he yeah. believed it, yeah. and it just wasn't coming off. But now they get the two in a row, they get the big one, and now they get the massive Dreamtime game against yes. Essendon next week, which we know they always get themselves up for. Yeah, and Essendon have a few injuries yeah. uh, themselves to worry about. So that'll be a fascinating game and yep. such a great occasion. Um, as you said, we've, we always speak about all the other clubs and their injuries. We haven't really touched on Richmond's a hell of a lot, but no. you're right. They've got some gun players. Important players. Still yeah. come back. And, no, and credit to the Cats. They didn't lose any admirers. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you yeah. about, about Geelong. You, you just feel like, a, and I was um, able to interview Chris Scott pregame last night, there's just such composure about the Cats and where they're at, knowing they're missing so many um so many of their best players, but they're experimenting a little bit. They're trying things out. They're seeing what these young guns can do. I mean, how good was Tanner Bruin at times yeah. last yes. night? Um, it's like Chris Scott's learning a little bit more about his pieces of the puzzle, and then it's all going to come together at the right time of year. It's round nine. They don't want to be peaking right now. So it's, It actually those, works out pretty well for them, I it, think. They get to play the kids. They get to figure out what, it, what like it looks like, who's their best side. Then when they get their senior players back, you know, Jack Henry and, I mean, Sam DeConing didn't play, and we know about the other names, Guthrie, et cetera. Then at the back end of the year, they can piece their best team yep. together get some continuity, get their best form. And we know for Geelong, it doesn't matter, I think, where they'll finish in the eight this year. They are a team come finals. If they're fit and healthy, we know how threatening they're going to be. It's exciting now with Geelong. You're kind of seeing that next generation. I mean, they've been copying it all for so long about being so old mm. and all that. Last night, I think, was their youngest team since, well, in, a, in about a year. Yep. But there is the future on show a bit with, with Geelong right now, like Jai Clark debuting last night as well. They've been unafraid, Chris Scott, to play the debutants. You have a look over the past couple of years. I reckon they've played as many debutants as, as anyone. You see last night, Ollie Dempsey's playing, Mitch Nevitt's playing, so he He's still um, um, rotated the young kids through there. I thought Jai Clark, I know he came on late and only played 20% of game time. He did catch my eye. Oh, yeah. Six disposals, 
five tackles. I think that was third for Geelong coming on in the last quarter. So you know that he's got an appetite for the contest, and that's what they love about this man. Yep. 181, 181 centimetres tall. Spoke to a recruiter last year. He said they thought this kid would, could be the best of the lot. He would be a Selwood style yep. um, contributor in terms of his consistency. So he's an exciting talent. He was captain of the Falcons, so he's got that leadership uh Leadership stroke in him as well. Yep. The other game last night, a 70-point win for the Gold Coast Suns over the Eagles in Perth. That is a massive result for the Suns. we got James Cheetah joining us a little later on in the show. So we'll celebrate the Suns then. But this is a bad, bad result for the Eagles. You saw the uh, halftime interview with Tim Kelly who said this just isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think all Eagles fans will be thinking the same. Just one win this season, a percentage of 60 uh, and there's going to be serious pressure on the Eagles over in Perth this week, you'd imagine, Jay-Z. Yeah, 100%. And then I think the conversation always goes to the senior coach and Adam Simpson, who re- remains contracted, to be honest. Not that the finances around that will worry about West Coast, but it's just, Joey, you know, I suspect there will need to be a change at some point. They will need a, a fresh voice because I wonder whether sometimes the West Coast Eagles, whether the whether white flag goes up. We've been a, it's been a pattern through COVID. You know, they came to the hub and really struggled. And uh, this season, I know the injuries, et cetera, and their first half was okay against Richmond last week. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're missing players and, and they're missing the class. But are the, is the effort still there? What's, what do you well, think? Well, last night it dropped away and dropped away badly in the second quarter. I think there's been periods of games this year where their effort's actually been okay. And I'm a bit like you. I'm, I'm still a believer that Adam Simpson is the right person to take them through this real rough patch. There's no point getting a new coach. Like Jamie Graham. Like whoever it is to come in for 18 months and just like cop it and finishing last and doing that heavy lifting. You might as well keep Adam Simpson if he's happy to do it, get him through to his contract and let him do the heavy lifting, the hard yards, turn over the list, all those sorts of things. And then maybe if they need the new voice, get a new coach in there, can actually build with, with what they've got, but they can't keep putting up efforts like they did last night. So 63 inside 50s to 31. I mean, it was an, it was, Mm. I mean, the game, they started competitive the first quarter and they were even competitive early in the second. And then it was eight goals to zip in the blink of an eye. Mm. And they didn't win the ball. And then when Gold Coast won it, they didn't lay a glove on them. And it was just poor. It was, it was really disappointing. Um, so there's going to be a lot of heat on the West Coast Eagles. Do you think Adam Simpson's up for it, though? Well, I think he is. He I've heard he is. him speak. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he is. He understands the job, what he's, what he's there to do. Yeah. Mm. So that is to rebuild, play the talent, get a new game plan that is up with the modern game. Um, and still build a culture and strong standards. Now, to do that, though, he needs his leaders to buy in. And some of the leaders have been really good. Barras has kept his standards high. Tim yep. Kelly's had an excellent year. Barras has been super. But some of the other leaders need to maybe just stand up a bit more because last night watching it, Ruben Jinby, the kid in his eighth or ninth game, yeah. led the way with his effort. He mm-hmm. had 16 tackles. Enormous. And you could just see him on the screen giving more than some of his senior teammates. So yeah. that's an indictment on the rest of them, but credit to the kid that he's the one leading the, leading the charge. The one, You look at our West Coast list, I'm always fascinated in the list management, the handling, the decisions they have to make. The one who st- jump, jumps out to me is Jack Darling, uh, Joey, because he is someone who other clubs I think would look at and go, right, you could offer us some value, whether he's interested or wants to move his, cross, move his family across the Nullarbor. That part of it is all unclear. But do you think that Jack Darling um, has – some good, some footy left in him that would appeal to rival clubs because he's the one who could potentially net them another early-ish pick. Yes, I do. I think there should be clubs to keeping an eye on Jack Darling and seeing what he can do and help their club. If it's a team in the window that's around the mark that maybe need 
an experienced key forward to maybe not necessarily kick a lot of goals, but also maybe just take a good defender and yep. be able to compete in those things. I think Jack Darling absolutely has good footy left in him. Let's get on to the fallout of last night at the MCG. Jacob Hopper, yep. how is he? Yeah, unfortunate. Um, he has nicked his calf, so he's having scans this afternoon. Damien Hardwick confirming last night that they expect him to miss a couple of weeks, so that's going to be a big blow. He didn't have a, a huge game by any stretch, but I think he tried to battle it out there with that calf, calf soreness for a while. Daniel Rioli Riol, rolled his ankle, Rioli rolled his ankle, <laughs> and um, and battled on. So that was impressive. Interesting speaking to Nathan Broad about uh, Tim Tim Taranto. said, how have you rated his contribution this year? And he said, we would be up something creek yep. if we didn't have these two blokes. He said, they've both been enormous. And internally, we rate them through the reef. Yep. Obviously, that's been a huge talking point um, this week. But um There was a moment last night in the rooms where Damien Hardwick went to Tim Taranto and they had a a bit of a moment there. And you can just tell that um, Hardwick is really a big believer and is uh, supporting his players. Yep. And shame for Jacob Hopper missing out on Dreamtime at the G. But hey, there's always next year. Yep. Uh, What about the Hawthorne investigation? So this really blew up this week. uh, Well, a number of days there Mm. were some leaks. There were also... um, Alistair Clarkson's comments where he really teed off at Hawthorne and their handling of this whole yep. process. It's been quite extraordinary this week. See, I know there are um, two sides of the story here. With and no feel, ending in sight as well, uh, by the way. Uh, no, I, I, this, where is this going to finish? I think it's headed for the courts, clearly. And that's no, not where you want um, a footy story to end up. But um, it's hard to see how they're going to get natural justice otherwise. Because, I mean, this week when the... When the independent panel chairman spoke mm. um, to the media, and I love when people do speak to the media, midway or partway through this process, you, I did feel for Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan to an extent because, um, you know, they're, they're, they've they've got someone who's part of this official process speaking out and, you know, putting more pressure on them before they've even had the opportunity to speak yet. So Whilst that, breaking that, the confidentiality agreement. Correct. So that allows – so then you're right. Then Clark is just going to have a free hit, which he did. He went absolutely blunt. He took the one wood out in the press conference this week, um, blamed Hawthorne, really put the spotlight on his club. The Hawthorne Football Club are building a new facility down at Dingley and – I'm pretty sure they were thinking of make putting up statues of their club champions, people like um, Jason Dunstall, John Kennedy, Dermot Brereton, um, and you would have thought that Elsa Carson would be one. You would have thought the Clarker would be one. I'm not sure that statues are going to go up <laughs> anytime soon, given the how much that relationship um, really has sad, fractured, isn't it? It is really sad. Now, how do they? How does everyone in this? get the natural justice thereafter. Well, everyone needs to be able to tell their truth, their their own story um, in a fair way. And is that actually going to happen without the court process? It seems really unclear. But I reckon, listening to Alistair Clarkson speak this week, to me, I really felt like there's been a toll on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think you can see it sometimes with Chris Fagan as well. I mean, the, the job of a senior coach is stressful as it is. Yep. Put this on top of it. And the process has been largely um, broken since the leak. Remember grand final week yep. last year? Hawthorne was going through a process. It got leaked to the media yep. and things got derailed from there. I think yep. that's where you can trace. It's all back to. Um, finally, one more. The return of cola. So is this happening with the Sydney clubs? I think there needs to be a major... Cost of living allowance, that yeah. is. I think there will come a time where there will be a major review of how the Giants and Swans are going. I think the, the code general in New South Wales is a bit sick at the moment. Yeah. Needs to be a forensic look, and I think there will be assistance of some kind 
for the Giants and Swans to offset that uh, those the thirty percent increase in property prices. I feel somewhat for the Sydney clubs at the moment because uh, fixture hasn't helped them. No, and you can see they're they're trying to do all they can, like the Sydney Swans and the amount of I think they've got the Wiggles coming to their home game next. They've tried to bring the star power, make it more of a show because yep. that's what Sydney is like. Yep. Um, and they're just, it's struggling, isn't it? Big time. Rugby leagues are definitely, you know, increasing in popularity and attention in New South Wales rather than AFL. Since the start of last year, crowds have halved compared to 2017. Yeah. So it's difficult. And I think their game against St Kilda up there at Giant Stadium, they're giving away four free tickets per person who buys one. So yeah. trying to boost those numbers. Well, we've uh, been quite yeah. meaty with our footy chat today. Yeah. Maybe we need to touch on a few other things after Maybe. the break, hey? Yes. Mother's Day tomorrow. I want to see whether you two have got your presents sorted. I don't, but yeah. I'm uh, hoping you two do. Yeah. Have you got and... a favourite biscuit also? I think <laughs> what biscuit? Like oh, sweet no. or savoury? It's a biscuit purchase. Oh, no. I brought a, new, a biscuit back and I'm happy about it. What I do you mean get... you brought a biscuit back? Well, we'll get to it in a second. Okay. Yep. Stay tuned. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Classic. Set Legends, Joey J, Gather Lemo. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan, and Limo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. I wanted to ask you, Kath. I wanted to ask off the top. I had it written down, and then you guys went with the old Instagram stuff, so I didn't get the chance. Kath wanted to talk about her ranking in the, in the Oh, yes, she did too. Race. What were you saying, Joey? Um, number two. I still want to work out who was number one, Kath. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to ask you, last Saturday we were speaking about the what King's does coronation. What you... the... <laughs> your sister happy with the break? <laughs> and you, you were the only one that I knew that was going to watch the King's coronation. Now, for more reports. Well, you know what? That's I'll... funny you say that. That is funny you say that, because if you look at the TV ratings from person. last Saturday night... King's Coronation smashed the ratings. Everyone was watching. Okay, well, for so the ones you that were didn't. The one was very <laughs> tell, us. tell us, what was the hot? Was what it happened? actually entertaining or was it oh, very boring? It. Yeah. First UK coronation in 70 years. This is a historic moment. I don't yeah. understand how you could not be interested. I would rather rearrange my sock drawer. Yeah. What was really? The, what yeah. was, rather, I'd rather you'd rather do that than watch my eye Prince Harry walk down the aisle awkwardly by himself saying hello to everyone. Yeah. So tell us what happened, yeah, Kat, so because the, I was too busy was watching I was watching uh, the Fremantle Hawthorne game was more exciting. <laughs> Fremantle won by 70 points. So that was more exciting than the King's Coronation. So tell me about what, what was the highlight. Yeah, what grabbed you? Um, I would say when uh, he got the, the uh, crown put on his head, that was probably the highlight. That was the moment. Yeah. Ah. Did he smile? And like, what was that? Was the body language? It's kind of one of those awkward moments where they're putting it on the head, and you're like, "Oh, does it fit? Does yeah. it not?" And then they, you know, it's that yeah. awkward. Like Camilla was trying to like get her hair under the ground. It was yeah, got yeah. inside his ears. Okay. But no, guys, it's the it's the. It's the gathering of all these world leaders yeah. and, and important people. Yeah. Lionel Richie was there. Yeah, really? Um, Katy Perry, <laughs> all your major world leaders. Like yeah. everyone is watching yeah. this moment in time yeah. and you're watching Fremantle Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> Fremantle's my team as well. And was and, was there any tension in the family? Like there's been obviously oh, all the, yeah. there was. Prince Harry back in the third row. Did yeah. we find out what Megan was doing? Princess Anne was wearing this hat which basically covered – Harry's face the whole time, and people really? were wondering, Conspiracy? was this was yeah. this planned? Like, and you sit in front of Harry, you wear With this a big hat, hat, and then his face is covered. Oh. Um, and how did you treat it? Like, did you get some friends around? Did you like make some? No, mate, I was British working. So I was at like Fox Footy with the King's Coronation on in front of me, and then the uh, game. <laughs> 
right uh, next to so the like next boundary room. riding with the little with the yeah with the royals it was great yeah, yeah. Oh. I really enjoyed it I recommend you watch the next one yeah okay. nice yeah yep, um, um, how, my mother's day. Yep. No, he, hang on, his oh. biscuit. Oh, yeah. You oh. said there was a return of a biscuit. Well, for the first time in many years, um, I brought back, so I noticed that Leroy here, our amazing panellist, like he's got a red drink in front of him. Yeah. And it, it what what are you actually drinking? Because like I've never seen an said adult. Rib- it's a bottle of water with Ribena in it. Right. I've never, has anyone seen an adult drink Ribena before? <laughs> no. Like it's something I would make my three-year-old yeah. possibly. Cordial. They, yes. That's just like a Beyond the age of six, yeah. unforgivable. Ribena. <laughs> Ribena. Ribena. Unbelievable. Leroy, um, how old are you as well? No, oh, in my 30s. Yeah. <laughs> if you drink Ribena, one triple three five three. what other kids' drinks do you drink? <laughs> no, um, what's your biscuit? Yeah, sorry, your biscuit. Oh, yeah. So have you, the, the biscuit I brought back into the family house, so it hasn't been unsighted for years, but I was in the biscuit aisle, and you got your Tim Tams and your real some more exorbitant, you know, triple chocolate biscuits. Yeah. But I opted for the, just the simple chocolate-covered teddy bear biscuit. Have you had, speaking oh, of kids' traits. Tiny teddies. No. No, just the chocolate. The teddy, teddy, the teddy bear. bear. It's in the shape of a teddy bear. Oh, Do you know what yeah. this is? Thanks for spelling that out. Sorry. <laughs> but are you, are you familiar with the uh, biscuit? Yeah. I'm thinking that my mind's straight gone to tiny teddies and yeah. the half-coated tiny teddies. They are good. No, they're good. They yeah, are they're, very good. Yeah, I reckon they're, they're on the podium. Yeah. No, they probably are better. But I brought it yeah. back yep. and I'm just enjoying them, you know, um, just, just simply. So you're just giving Leroy crap for having yeah. 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 Talking about having yeah. t- <laughs> chocolate teddy, teddy bear biscuits well, like did, with your cup of tea. What's your biscuit? Probably a Monte Carlo still. The Monte Carlo. Yeah, they're good. Oh, yeah. You can smash through them. So yeah. I bought mine for the kids, but uh, I'm not sure <laughs> actually. Yeah. You know uh, those Arnott's assorted packs yes. you get? Like yeah. my mum used to get it and you pick yeah. out the ones you want in your school lunch. Yes. Those orange swirls. Yeah. How did they get the call up in the assorted? Yeah. Like no one likes those orange no. swirls. They're the, always orange the last ones, are they? Cream biscuits. Sure. What's, um, this, what's the plan for Mother's Kingston's Day? Kingston's were good, by the way. Um, Mother's Day. Well, mum's in Perth, so I'm not going to see her, but Jump I'll just give zone. her a call and get some flowers delivered. Yeah. Can't go wrong. How does she what take about, the Bachelorette news? Have you spoken to her? What are you doing for your mother? <laughs> how does she split the sisters? <laughs> what are you doing? That's Which a good question. The higher bachelor? Did you like the photo? I'm about happy to with the um, throw to the <laughs> So if you want to share your Mother's Day plans. What are you, uh, I'll, oh, we'll do bre- Yeah, I've got work in the afternoon, so we'll do. We'll have breakfast in bed and do something nice in the morning with the kids. Good thing now that my kids go to kinder info, and Joey. Do they? Info. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast in bed. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Huge win for the Gold Coast Suns in Perth last night. 70-point victory. Over the West Coast Eagles, and this man made quite an impact. Oh, there's Cheetahs, the sub. Great finish, great crumb. Roses, and he just sets up the next man in the line, and it's Cheetahs who's lining up for number two, Jimmy, the kid. Umpire doesn't move. Well He's got two, Jimmy Cheetahs. Yes, and he joins us on the line, James. So thanks so much for your time this morning. How was that your first ever AFL goal? Yeah, no, it was good. I carried on a fair bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great feeling. Um, come on in, in junk time. The boys did all the hard work and <laughs> yeah, it was lucky to get on, a, on at the end of a couple. Hey, mate, you've still done more than what millions of people would have loved yes. to have done and kicked an AFL goal. Hey, tell us a bit about your story because you get to the Gold Coast as what, a 27-year-old. You've been around the system for a long time, one of the great sort of uh, VFL and, and Sandfoot players. Just tell us a little bit about your journey and, and getting to the Suns. Yeah, I've moved around a fair bit. Obviously, um, didn't get drafted at 18, um, so toured away in the VFL for a few years down at Geelong and North Ballarat. Um, then once COVID hit, I wanted to play footy, so I moved to SA. 
and played two years in the Sample there. Loved my time there. Um, in between there, I was playing um, in Darwin in, over the summer, so also loved my time there. And then, yeah, Craig Cameron um, and the guys at the Suns were lucky enough to give me an opportunity to train and, and yeah, won the spot. And, yeah, the rest is history. No. I'm oh, sorry. I just I imagine there are a lot of times over the years where you've perhaps questioned whether you're good enough and whether you should perhaps start thinking about another career. I mean, what's gotten you through those moments for the kids listening on right now? What's got you through those moments of doubt and, and questioning whether you should continue with uh, your, your dream of being an AFL footballer? Yeah, I think it's just um, just trying to do the best you can. So, I, I, whether I, yeah, there was definitely times where I thought I couldn't play AFL, um, but I was like, I just want to play the highest level I can. I really enjoyed playing VFL and Sandfall. I think there's, um, yeah, I, like forging a really good state league career is something to be proud of. So I was just keen to um, improve every day and, and, yeah, see where it takes me. And, yeah, I was just lucky enough that it led to an AFL spot. I was speaking to James Cheetahs, Gold Coast midfielder, of course, proud Grovedale boy. I think one of the best stories in yeah. the AFL, to be honest, Jim, I think, uh, for all the drafts that you were overlooked. I remember covering the draft back in 2013. It was clear then you had a, a lot of talent. But what you've shown since then is just like the desire and dedication and commitment. I absolutely take my hat off to you, mate. And now that you've got the chance, you're out there living your dream, you know, last night out there in Perth, knocking off West Coast. How, how how much are you enjoying it? Because you know, sometimes we see professional footballers and it's it's a job. But do you run out there on Optus Stadium last night? How are you how are you feeling in those moments? Yeah, I was absolutely buzzing last night. <laughs> um because yeah, I guess some some I don't know, um, you know, it's obviously a high pressure job, but like I just keep on reminding myself that this is this is why I toiled away for all those years. Yep. To get the opportunity to run out in front of I think there was 35,000 there last night. Um, you know, great stadium. Like, so, yeah, it's, it's a, kind of a pinch yourself sort of moment. Get to run out, test yourself against the best players in the comp with a great group of blokes. Um, yeah, on the national stage. It's, it's such a good feeling. Knowing all your family and friends are um, right behind you. It's, yeah, it's unreal. And of course, awesome. your first win last night, your second game. Mm. So, well done. Hey, the form of the group. So, that's now three out of four wins mm. for the Gold Coast and the loss to Melbourne. We're really. You could have uh, won yeah. that game as well. And then it sets up a cracking Q clash next week yeah. against Brisbane Lions. What's been the, the turnaround in form? What's sort of been the, the, the greatest strength the last month or so at the club? No, I think Stewie and the coaches have just gotten us back to our process. Obviously, you know, just the three phases of the footy, a ball movement contest and Team D, just, you know, tidying up a few areas and, getting on the same page and, and yeah, it's good to see that the boys have listened and yeah, we're responding. So yeah, it's good to be a part of it at the moment. And yeah, big Q clash next week. So at the Gabba, so hopefully all the Sun supporters can uh, drive up the M1 and, uh, hopefully get a win. Yeah, it's going to be big, and I'll be interested to see, Jimmy, if you kick another goal, whether you're going to dish out 20 high fives because I was counting them last night. I reckon <laughs> you got yeah. a high five from every single teammate. Yeah. They absolutely loved it, mate. They well, knew how well, much that, it meant to yeah. you. The boys were cooked, so I was, I was fresh energy. So I thought instead of them coming down to me, yeah. I'll go get them. Yeah, but yeah, right. I missed out on the couple because I think Pally was getting in a punch on a couple of the other backs. But and, um, that's all right. Just quickly, mate, your mate uh, Matty Rowley, he's obviously caused some headlines across the competition, uh, across the country this week, doing his best kangaroo impersonation, eating some grass, of course, last week. And he did it again last night. Why is, why is your teammate eating grass, mate? I love it. Like, how's, how, like, yeah, obviously there's a little bit of media about it last week, and then for him to come out again mm. and do the same thing, it's part of his routine. 
Um, he's just him. Um, and then, yeah, just to, like I was sitting there on the bench and just seeing him win that first centre bounce and then carry on the game that he had. Like, it was an unbelievable game, I think. Like, you know, he he doesn't care. He just does him and, and it's working. So I think I might take a chunk out of the game <laughs> next week. That's maybe you should try eating grass as well because you're right. Whatever, I'm, I'm he's, have to. whatever he's doing <laughs> yeah. is working. So maybe you boys should just get yeah. it on a plate for him and take yeah. it into the rooms <laughs> every week. Value? Is yeah. it high? The gra- is oh, it I'm not sure, what, but sure. it's working anyway. He's been Give super. I do love how he's yeah. just doubled down on it. That's yeah. great. Hey, James, thanks so much for your time this morning. You're a great story, I'm and we, we can't wait to um, keep following your journey as well. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Of course, you can listen to Rusty on the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. Hey, Rusty, good to have you on once again. Bit of mail around about Daniel Ricciardo having a seat fitting for the sister Red Bull team. What's this about? Is there a chance he'll race this year? Kath, good morning. Um, the, the heart says this will be really cool, but my head sort of reckons that this is a bit of pressure being applied through the media uh, or the press. So Nick DeVries, who drives for that team, highly rated, uh, had a couple of guest appearances for other teams last year. And when he filled in, he did such an amazing job that uh, everyone realised and remembered his credentials and said, we've got to hire this bloke. But he's had a very tough start to the season. And now there's some kind of pressure from Red Bull management. So, uh, yes, I'd love to see Daniel behind the wheel. Uh, and, you know, obviously that they've moved to hose down this story a bit this morning. Um, but I think it's about pressure being put on the, the shoulders of Nick DeVries more than anything else at the moment. Hey, Rusty, the supercars are in Tassie next week, but they're making some noise about trying to do a deal in Singapore alongside the Grand Prix. Any chance? Uh, well, I mean, they'd look. don't you reckon they'd look amazing under lights up there in Singapore? I mean, those fire-breathing machines at dusk before the, the, the F1 race, I think it'd be a great spectacle. But a, a lot of people closer to the sport than me, you know, internally, um, the, the, some of the races are saying, look, we've got to do things like sort out uh, an event in New Zealand. We're not going to New Zealand this year. There's such a heartland of, of, of support, some diehard supporters over there that are craving and missing their supercars. And here we are having a conversation about this. And others are also wondering whether, what, you know, what the long term of that would be because Singapore are so good with that event. They've constantly changed things up. It might only be a one or two year appearance. It may not lead to, to long term stuff. So I think there's there's things closer to home uh, that probably need to be focused on right now. Hey, Rusty, we always appreciate your time. We'll chat again next week. See you, gang. Have a great weekend. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. So much more still to come on Dead Set Legends. Guys, we haven't even spoken about the game of the round. 7th v 8th tonight at Marvel Stadium. Carlton v the Bulldogs. We will get uh, sink our teeth into that one in the second hour. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J, Kath and Limo. Joey J, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan, and Limo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. 
Good morning to be a Tigers fan. What a win mm. for Richmond last night at the MCG. 24-point victory over the reigning premiers. Good to see the Tigers back up and about. Yes, unfortunately for Jacob Hobble, looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks with a calf injury. But their best footy, as you said earlier, Joey, their best footy, the Tigers, still going to challenge a few. Well, Melbourne is better when all the big teams are winning. So I'd love to see Carlton win tonight. You know, Richmond back on the winner's yep. list. Collingwood are flying. Essendon, you know, St Kilda. So it's, it is better when the, the big teams in Melbourne are winning. We'll mm. chat about that Carlton game a little later on. But who have you tipped? Carlton or the Bulldogs? Because no. this is the game everyone will be watching tonight. Yeah, Bulldogs just for me. Bulldogs. But it could go. I think Cripps versus Bonton Pally will be a blockbuster matchup. Uh, Joe, trying to give you a curly question each week. And a nice little uh, comparison um, of uh, players or, or something else. I want to ask you now, if you could only pick one, uh, who would you rather? Noah Anderson from up there at Gold Coast or Matthew Rao? Mm, very Ooh. good, because Rao's form the last month has been excellent, but so is Noah Anderson. Mm. Uh, I think I would take Noah Anderson because of his ability to do a bit more on the outside. Yeah, um, He can win it on the inside. He's a bit bigger, taller, um, can probably push forward a bit more as his career goes on, mm. hit the scoreboard a little bit more. But it's great to see them getting the opportunity now without Tuke Miller to see how good they actually are. And they're... And last night for those two and Ben King, like the, the young core, yep. Bailey Humphrey showed some really mm. good signs at 20 disposals, kicked the goal. So their young core that we've all been waiting for are, uh, are playing some good footy. And uh, and as we said, they've won three of their last four and their one loss to Melbourne. They probably should have won. So they're actually starting to uh, to play some really good football. And kudos to Matt Rowe as we spoke to his teammate, James Cheetahs, a little earlier on. He said mm. that he doubled down, yeah. ate a bit of grass last night and <laughs> led uh, led the way um, led the midfield last night. Too, still so a little bit didn't, unclear. Uh, didn't on, affect his performance. On why? Why? He, it becomes a ritual. Oh. You just do things. Where There's a yeah. lot of weird rituals. What did you do? That, oh, I, well, the one that I used to hate doing, but I had to do it, was the night before a game, I'd have to go to the ocean and jump in the water. Right. Even in the middle of winter. Really? Yeah, just because it became a thing. Like, if I don't do it, I've taken a shortcut or haven't prepared. What time are we talking? Like, like just... it was always around five o'clock just before dinner. There'd be a few of us. We'd go down to St Kilda Sea Bars and we would go outside the ocean, even if it was choppy at, uh, as it was raining, hail. We'd have to go and jump under the water um, and then go yeah. and sit in the hot tub and, and then get go home and have dinner. So that was just always something we did, which was I hated it. But if I didn't do it, I would go to a game thinking I that I hadn't mind. done everything I could. Speaking of weird stuff, Kath, did you see the dude who had the F1 car lifted oh, into yeah. his apartment? So a $3 million McLaren lifted on a crane. Yep. Uh, into his $39 million apartment, which was on 57th floor. Do you see this? It no, was on I didn't the news. see that. There was a crowd. Like, so are you saying he's got a bit of money? The footpath. <laughs> I think he's doing okay. Yeah. If you, had, if you could have one thing, Kathy, in your imaginary I think apartment. I'm just going an epic cellar. Yes. I'm just, yeah, fitting it out. All glass, like four walls with all all your expensive wines. It'd be hard to joke. So if we just had a free hit. Any, any well, sort of luxury. Two, I, well, I would love like a proper cinema games room thing for the kids yep. so I could just send the kids there for the day and just be like, <laughs> lock, have lock a nice, door. peaceful day. Father of the year, Lee Montana, everyone. <laughs> send them there or, for the day. I would take a helipad with a helicopter on my place and be able to just chop her around instead of getting caught See, up in traffic. I'm not nice. too mad about helicopters, but what would you have? Basketball court. Okay, I just think that's get... pretty doable. It's not currently on my shopping list, but uh, yeah, I'll be, that would be good if I could get a basketball okay. court in my You're a inner city man. apartment. That's what I love about you. <laughs> just one on the Big Bash. Good to see this week that mm-hmm. uh, the season is going to be shortened as of this summer. So from 56 matches, it's down to 40, and then there's going to be four finals, so a 44-game season. Dates? Is, when will it start? Does it, you have uh, I don't have the exact December. dates, but um, it will be the only 
bummer is that uh, there's the two tests against the West Indies. It's going to be right smack bang in the middle of the Big Bash season. So unfortunately, the Australian players will be unavailable then. But the positive is that the season has been shortened. Everyone's been calling for that for for years, so that's that's good to see the big bash. Yep, needed to do that. Hey, what about Melbourne Storm? We haven't spoken about them no. for a few weeks, Jay-Z. They, they just continue to get it done. So yep. on Thursday night, they knocked off the top of the ladder Brisbane Broncos. They only lost two games up until that point. 24-16 for the Storm to move back into the top four. They just continue year in, year out to be a strong team. But there were some controversial moments mm-hmm. in this game that led to a couple of tries. Let's take a listen to how Triple M called it. A beautiful Melbourne Storm try calls for a shoulder charge okay. on the back of that Dell. Oh, he tried to get his arm around there. Look, he's right up. <laughs> no try. No shoulder charge. Uh, definitely a shoulder charge, no. Wado. He tried to get his arm over there. Oh, mate, please. He's, well, he's running. That's Look. a great shoulder. That'll be a Dell M shoulder charge of the year. Look, Look at his right arm trying to come around. <laughs> you are so biased. No, there's no shoulder charge. No, no, honestly, it looks like a shoulder charge to me. No, boys, I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> of course, Wendell Saylor from the Broncos, great. Uh, but, yeah, so that was a great win for Melbourne Storm. So they continue on good form. And some live NBA. It's happening. Jay-Z. Game six of the New York-Miami series, mm-hmm. and it's currently 61-64. Miami leading late in the third quarter. Of course, the Knicks need to win to force a game seven. And then after that, starting at 12 o'clock, the Warriors and Lakers series, which has been a beauty. The big news is Anthony Davis, who mm-hmm. went off the court with what looked like a concussion. He copped a backhander, and they thought he might not play in game six. He's going to play. So big. Anthony Davis will win. But there's a lot of talk about LeBron James. Yep. If he can manage to win a championship, they were 12th on the ladder a couple of a couple of weeks out before the finals. There's a story going around that the producer of The Last Dance that filmed the Michael Jordan documentary is yep. now starting to do some filming on LeBron James. Ooh, could really? this be LeBron James' version of The Last Dance? You think he could bow out after this and year? Not bow out. He won't be his last year, but right. his last chance to maybe win a title because he'll play with his son. There'll yes. be documentaries about the year that he plays with his son. Yep. But this whole, if he wins another championship and does something special with this group, can you, can you go past Jordan? Because there's a lot of Michael Jordan supporters that don't want to have a bar of it, yeah. but it's going to be hard to argue with if you can pull off another one. Well, LeBron has been an extraordinary player and is the clear number two for me. I'm a Michael Jordan man. I sort of feel like he did it uh, more broadly. He, um, he he was a defensive player of the year. He was a scoring champion. You know, he hit the clutch buckets, the six rings. For me, um, I'm an MJ man, and I think he will. he's been the best basketballer of all time. It's interesting on the basketball, what did you think about the um, failure comments? As an athlete, Joey, can you miss the finals or not achieve, you know, is it a, is it a failure, for example? If Carlton missed finals this year, are you calling it a failure? Well, it depends because we're talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo who yep. plays for the Bucks. They were the number one seed right, um, and they didn't win it and he was asked, is it a failure? And his reply was, it's never a failure. You've just got to continue to improve. He said, does that mean Michael Jordan every year that he didn't win the championship failed? You know, and he, and he only succeeded six well, I times. I think Michael Jordan would have said it would be a failure. Yeah, it's, it's, At uh, the it's, time. It's an interesting hmm? concept. At the time. Yeah, he yeah. would have said it. I reckon it's he would have. It's an interesting concept. I don't think you can say it's a failure because in any sport, if you're not winning, does that mean every golfer that doesn't win the win a a, um, a tournament is fails? I mean, it's you, you can always go forward and Do not you, necessarily win the ultimate. You think LeBron's a better, ball, better basketballer than Michael? Oh, I think you could have, you could have that conversation, oh. especially if he wins his fifth title with the Lakers this year. Guys, we have to talk about the game of the round, the anticipation for this one, Saturday night football at Marvel Stadium between Carlton and the Western Bulldogs. The tension in the air surrounding the Blues right now yep. is fever pitch. It's unmissable. You're right, that tension. I mean, the comments, if you haven't caught up with the comments um, in the Herald Sun 
today, this morning, Saturday morning, from Pokey's King, Bruce uh, Matheson. I'm pretty sure his nephew, Craig, is still on the uh, in the board there. He has not missed anyone at Carlton. I have not seen a shakedown of a football club and the senior people in it from someone pretty much well inside the tent in 10 years of footy. So, Joey, he's taken aim at Luke Sayers for running um, you know, things that are a dog's breakfast right now. He's had a crack at Brian Cook, one of the most respected uh, people in football. He's called him imbeciles and <laughs> and has said that Vossi's, you know, it's he's going to cop it in the neck because that's what happens um, at Carlton. And it just, for me, it puts into the spotlight, um, you use the word tension. It's a great word, um, Kath. The sort of the, the expectation and the frustration around this football club, not just this season, but for a decade they haven't been able to play finals. And they we just they just missed out last year and you thought, right, that's okay. They had injuries, blah, blah, blah. But this is the year with the forward arsenal, the midfield talent, this is the year. But that's why this year is different and I think why fans are getting more frustrated is because there was finally expectation this year. Yep. The previous 10 years, I think a lot of Carlton fans didn't really expect to play finals, they would hope. Yep. And they've had some you know, years where they probably thought they could perform better. But this year they've, they've expected to play finals and they haven't lived up to it as of yet. Yep. But in saying that with Bruce Matheson, he's not yep. sort of a lone wolf with his, with his thoughts, is it? It feels like there's a lot of sort of high-profile or Carlton people that are starting to feel the same, mm. the frustration amongst the, the hierarchy. Yep. At the Carlton Football Club, do you think anything has to do with maybe Ross Lyon and what he's doing at St Kilda and the success? And people are now realising maybe what they could have had in their grasp and that somehow the board weren't able to uh, to well want Ross Lyon? 100% it is, Joey. Like, and this is not a dig at Vossi, but no. um, when Luke Sayers um, said he caught up with Ross Lyon for 45 minutes late last year, I think that was really a four-hour chat. And at that point, Luke Sayers wanted Ross Lyon to coach the Carlton Football Club because they had the talent, they needed the system. And what does Ross Lyon bring you? He brings the system. We've seen it at St Kilda. It is plain as the nose on your face. It would have given Carlton some absolute consistency. Now, I don't know if it's buyer's remorse or buyer's regret or, or whatever, but Carlton hasn't been able to produce that consistency and system. And you see it down the road there at, uh, at, um, at St Kilda. Of course, Every, the sliding doors is unmissable here. So there's obviously frustration amongst everyone, fans, board, everyone involved in the club that they're not uh, winning as much as they'd like. But is there actual doubts now about Michael Voss, doubts internally about Michael Voss not being the coach with a system? I think that is going to play out over the next four to six weeks because right now it is his job and he's got the keys, right? And he can he can do it because he's had the um, time at Brisbane and he's uh, had the time at Port Adelaide. And when he stepped into this job, he said, I can do this. So over the next four to six weeks, we are genuinely going to find out. That is the question at the moment and that is up to him to answer. So I think we, c- we couldn't say that just yet. But this next month, this mid part of the season for the Carlton Football Club, will start to answer some of those questions, yeah, I think. And that's the fascination. But I still think everyone needs to be patient because Michael Voss has improved a lot of things with that football club. Like they are still a very good contest team. They are defending much better. I mean, their biggest criticism under David Teague and or before that, Brendan Bolton was their ability to defend and concede lots of goals. They're actually defending much better this year. It's yep. their ball movement yep. that has been this part that's frustrating everyone. I think it's the most visual. It's the obvious for the the, yep. the average fan to see. Yep. But I think they can improve it. They can turn that around. I mean, we were talking earlier about Richmond, Jay-Z, yep. looking like the Richmond way. You couldn't say that at the start of the year. Yep. You've just got to find your brand and your identity yep. and believe in it. And Carlton yep. is still trying to work out what that is. Yep. 
But I think they can do it. I still think that if they can buy into what they want to play on offense, that they will win a lot more games on the run home. They've yep. just got to get on the same page and believe. You're and, a believer. Yeah, and buy. But with the next four to six weeks, as you said, they don't have much time. They can't wait till the end of well, the year to a, figure it out. They've got a tough run too. Yeah. So they've got the Bulldogs tonight, Collingwood next week at the G, Sydney at the SCG, Melbourne at the G, Essendon at the G, and then Gold Coast. So it, but if they can get out of that two and four, three and three, they're still a re- they're going to be around the mark yeah. of the top eight. They're, yeah. There's still time for them, but they've just got to get a bit of a wriggle yeah. on. It's cool. just more that tension is just yes. going to still be bubbling around. And tomorrow to be the back page story, well, if they win or lose, to be honest. But Joey, that, when you go back over summer and they sit down, they're trying to design a game plan, right? It's a it's the most important call you would think by any coaching group. Did they pick? Have they gone down the right route? Have they picked the right club? Because they're, they're going with the control. The oh, Carlton Footy Club, in terms of yeah. the, you mentioned the ball they movement, right? Pick the right club as many out of the golf bag. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I'll throw it, but <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I feel like they've laid up with the with yeah. the three iron or the five iron when maybe they maybe they are a little bit behind some of the other teams that we're seeing. But you've also got to take into consideration your personnel. You can't play necessarily a slingshot game if mm. you don't have players that can run yeah. all day up and back. So that's why you always talk about list management has always got to fit with your game plan. Mm. What players do you need for your game style? Yep. So maybe Michael Voss has gone, well, we don't have elite runners like Richmond or Melbourne that can get up and get back or Collingwood now. St. Kilda. St. Kilda this year. So you have to design a game plan that is going to allow your team to mm. do what's best. Mm. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle because the modern game is now when you win the ball off turnover, you need to be able to run and handball, yep. run at opposition, not just kick mark because everyone's yep. team defense is too good these days, yes. especially with the kicking game. So maybe they just need to find a bit more um, speed on transition and get the right players involved and maybe mix up some positions. Some big personal player stories here. Cripps versus Bontempelli is absolute blockbuster. I'd let Cripps go straight to Bontempelli. I'd, mate, if I was Michael Voss, I'd say to Cripp, you're playing on Bont, go head-to-head. Has Beat he, him. Has Show t- the whole footy world how good you are. Has he tagged before? I don't know. That's not a tag. You're going head-to-head. You're yes. playing on Bontempelli yeah. yep. and you, you go and do your thing and try and take away his influence. Lastly, what kind of year has Harry Mackay had? I reckon he's had a pretty good year. Okay. I reckon it's been pretty pretty good. His yep. goal kicking's been a big issue, but he's taking contested marks. He's yep. presenting. I think he's been pretty good. Yeah. Tip. Finally, after oh, all wow. that, <laughs> you can't tip Carlton with confidence. So I'm going the Bulldogs, but I, I think Carlton have the talent, and the ability. But until we see it, it's very hard to tip them confidently. I've been the Bulldogs, win. but then you just feel the week Carlton have had. Yeah. They'll come and blow everyone off the park and just have an amazing win, like the Bulldogs did that other week when they went to Perth and Back everyone to the was wall. saying, "Teams do it. You find this is their season night. on the yeah. line." When it was, I don't know, yeah. around five or something, but. It's why we love the footy. It's why we love it. Who have you got? Um, oh, I think the I think the Bulldogs, but I reckon they'll be up to it in their eyeballs. This is well, this we could look back on this this game tonight is the most important of Carlton's season. Yep, it could be a serious turning point. Yes, going to be massive tonight at Marple Stadium. We'll preview the rest of the Saturday action next. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo on Melbourne's one hundred five point one. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan, and Limo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Gents, let's get to the rest of the Saturday football action. I want to start with North Melbourne, Port Adelaide in uh, Tassie this afternoon. It's all eyes on Jason Horn Francis. Is this one of those situations where we can just accept there's probably going to be a bit of tension, yes. a bit of booing, yep. because we all know the story. 
Yes, but this is the one I think we can enjoy and embrace. It's coming, right? You, you it's can... kind of like Tom Stewart last night. Yeah, he right. said during the week, I expect to be booed. Yep. Even Chris Scott said, yep. By the Probably. way, what about some people on Twitter trying to um, talk about the Tom, not understanding the whole Tom Stewart, why he was getting booed? I and know. like there was a few, some prominent people on Twitter that were compl- like making out, oh, why isn't, yeah. why are we talking yeah. about some things? I think not just, understanding what Tom Stewart did. To, yeah. Like Luke Christian Darcy last, last night on Friday. He's like, why are they doing Tom Stewart? <laughs> and then Nathan Brown said, well, he did line up uh, Dion Prestia and knocked <laughs> yeah, him out. Tom Stewart was on radio saying, I yes. know I'm going to get booed. Yeah, where have yeah. you been, Duke? Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so today it's a similar story. We all know the yep. story. Jason Owen Francis. Facing North Melbourne for the first time since leaving the club. So, yes, there yep. will be some boost. I tell you what is going to be the big watch in this one, not just Jason Horn Francis, particularly the one-on-one battle between Cameron Zerha and Jason Horn Francis. So this is in this is just put in plain language by former Kangaroo and Magpie R2 Boston Vallagi in the Herald Sun, where he has opened up on the tension in this relationship. He said that the two blokes just didn't like each other. Mm. Uh, Cameron Zerha and Jason Horn Francis at Arden Street last year. He said there are lots of confrontations, whether in the gym or on the training track, the two uh, bulls in a, in a paddock. He said it often got verbal, it often got heated, and they just they just didn't get on. So we know that there's been some social media sledging from Zerha sort of over the summer, and it will be fascinating, Joey, when the ball... I would love to see Zerha in the first centre bounce. Because he's done that. He's played in a few centre bounces. I would love for Clark to put Cam Zerha in the centre bounce and they just go stand next to each other. And see what they do. Yep. It'll create some good atmosphere. See, the, booing, the booing will create some atmosphere yeah. in Tasmania too, yeah. which will liven it up a yeah. little bit and, and it'll be good. Is see, it mischievous of me, sorry, Kath, to say that I would love for this game to be in Melbourne today? Am I, am I, no, that, I think we would. I think we'd prefer because of that story that, that storyline. Yeah. But no, I think it's great for the people of Tasmania that they get to enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how it plays out. Have there been in your career, like when we talk about this one-on-one battle um, Today, when you, back in your career, when you went to the footy, sometimes around the one-on-one matchups, mm. if there was a bit of a history, did you did you feel that? Were you aware of it as a player? Did you feel it? Was there tension out on the ground sometimes if there was a bit of something between I players? Can't pitch, I can't think of a specific example where the two players sort of knew yeah. going into it knew that they didn't like Baker, each other. Stevie J or yeah. Ray Bakes did that with everyone. Or, Bakes did that with everyone. No, with everyone. Yeah. yeah. So no, not really. Yeah. I mean, look. Oh, I think. I guess the question is. The question it, is, is going to be whether the whether the hype whether it actually lives up to the hype. Yeah. Sometimes okay. it falls flat when everyone expects there to be yeah. all these big roughhouse tactics and all this sort of stuff, and yeah. then both teams just go and play. Yeah. And do their thing. It was a bit like the Adam Trelaw one, you know, a few years ago. Well, that was a pretty, hugathon. It was pretty boring. Even the Josh Dunkley, Josh Dunkley early in the year against the Bulldogs, you know, you yeah. made it out like it was going to be this <laughs> WWF style Royal <laughs> no, Rumble, and it was no, hardly anything. So but this look, one, you do know that they hate each other. You know, it is. It yeah, is quite two, obvious. They yeah. cross paths, but you know, yeah, we'll see. And Zerha, we know, is a really physical player. And mm. Jason Horn Francis won't back down. If I was on the footy field and the ball was in between me and Jason Horn Francis, mm. I could not jump out of his way quick enough. Yep. He is an absolute killer, this bloke. So it'll yeah. be on. I can't wait to watch. And a lot riding on the line for North Melbourne. They won the first two rounds, Joe. And we thought, oh, Clark goes sprinkling his magic dust. They've been pretty disappointing. Now, Ben Cunnington. Um, drop from the team. So it has been a pretty disappointing that, month. Is that the, the right Kangaroos. call, do you think, dropping Ben? Yeah, I think so. He's been really struggling to have any impact on the game. Uh, we know what a champion he's been. Hopefully with maybe a little freshen up or a couple of weeks maybe of a training block or something he can he can rediscover somewhere near his best form. But, you know, it catches up with everyone. He's, you know, he's been through 
a lot of tough times. He's been an absolute warrior. And mm. I think warrior is an understatement. He's been a superstar of that footy yeah. club. Yep. So hopefully he can get back. But um, yeah, Kangaroo's been disappointing for me, Jay-Z. I expected a bit more of them with that core group of sort of 22 to 26-year-olds they've got. They should be performing better. So I expect them to be competitive today. So the other games just rolling through... Uh, Sydney v Fremantle at the SCG. You're covering this one, yep. Joey, for Fox. Yep, big game. Uh, who are we going? I, I think this will be close. I think Fremantle can win this, absolutely. Sydney, they've got a lot of issues all over the ground. Their contested ball, their forward line's a bit clunky. Like Isaac Eaney and Tom Papley have got to do more. They get a lot of hype, those two guys. They've, they've, they've been so inconsistent this Isaac year. Isaac Heaney's been so quiet. He, he has seven goals for the, in eight games. Yep. Tom Papley kicked six in one game, and a, I think he's kicked six goals in the others. Um, well, and we you, know they've got no defenders. To your credit, Joe, you did. we are talking about um, Isaac Heaney's contract a couple of years ago, his free agency status. You did put the coolers on that conversation. I remember quite specifically, you said you've heard and you've read a lot, but you didn't, you didn't see it and uh, consistently from uh, Isaac. I just that? think for the hype he gets as a superstar, yeah. he's, uh, he, he's too inconsistent for mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. He I, hasn't I know kicked he was... on like Dugowie has. No, all those guys. Yeah. Yep, yeah, spot on. I think there's an external factor with him, though. They see him as the poster boy yeah. for the Sydney Swans. You see him as the poster um, boy. No, I'm just going off what the club says. Uh, Hawthorne v Melbourne at the MCG this afternoon. Your tip, Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been yeah. a... And the other great one this this evening is at the Gabba, the Brisbane Lions and Essendon. Unfortunately, the Bombers have just suffered a few injuries, which hurts, and yeah. it's always so hard beating Brisbane at the Gabba. They've made it a fortress. Yep. Uh, your thoughts on this game? Are you worried that the Essendon bubble might start to burst a little bit? Really oh. promising start to the year. Now there's some holes in their defensive game. I, I'm, I've been really impressed with Essendon until this point. Their defence, when you have a look at it, they've lost uh, Laverde. Now they've lost um, Jordan Ridley. It is a depleted backline. I think yeah. they've done well to hang on to this point. But with no Brisbane, now. Parrish is out. I think the injuries is becoming a big story at Essendon. And I think that is where the coaching staff, right, I think that is where there will be huge lens in the back half of the season for the Essendon Football Club getting that injury uh, management right. It's not to pot anyone, but it has been problematic for the Bombers. Yep. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. What have you got, Jay-Z? Oh, I got one, Kath. I uh, dropped my uh, young bloke, my four-year-old off at kinder last last week. Dropped him off in the morning. You pick him up in the afternoon. Normally comes out all chipper with his backpack on. They tried to give me a different child. Um, they sort of wheeled out a, a, different, <laughs> a different person. They go, and, you know, he, he's dad. And I'm standing there looking at the kid. And I, I said, oh, it's not mine. <laughs> and, and they said, are you sure? I said, yes. <laughs> And then they said, "Oh, I, I thought um, I thought she looked like you." And I was like, "Oh, that's good." I'm desperately trying to retrieve my own child. Um, so, are you sure? Give me a spell, the kind of trying to palm off. You the know what I've kid. got? Give me a spell mm-hmm. for those who think Pepsi Max is an okay equivalent to Coke Zero. No good. Give me a spell. Okay. Yeah, bars and but you agree with me, Leroy? Not, Not up, enough. <laughs> Not up to it. What well, the no. taste isn't. Yeah, no, just just have Coke Zero. Okay. Yeah, Pepsi yeah. Max, that can, I don't know. Off Pepsi. Can go. Yep. Hey, give me a spell. One of our boys that plays in our basketball team, he mm. did a, a pretty uh, rare feat last week. He got suspended from our basketball team on Wednesday <laughs> for just getting in a, a bit of a wrestle and yeah. playing Wednesday night B-grade basketball. But yes. then he went and go played local footy and got suspended as well. No. Twice in the space of four days, suspended from two sports. So to our man Jimmy, just uh, mate, go and get some anger management classes <laughs> yeah. and get back. We're just playing local footy and basketball. You don't need to get so worked up. Maybe take give, up boxing, Jimmy. Give me a spell, Jimmy. <sighs> Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Four and 20. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food.
Mate, you are a legend. Yes, thanks to 4 and 20. Good day for a pie, too, at the oh, local footy. Mate, if you're too. going this afternoon, hey, this is a double dead set legend of the week because I'm giving oh, it to post-game last night. Yep. Did you see the photo taken between Jack Rewalt and Tom Hawkins where they exchanged jerseys to mm. one another on the field and signed it? Yeah. NFL style, where we see it in the, yeah. the American football. What was it about? Well, I'm pretty sure it's two uh, legends of the game, basically almost intimating this could be their last seasons of footy, and yeah. they've got the utmost respect for one another, yep. and they've swapped jerseys, signed it, and it'll be something that they can keep uh, as long-time rivals. Um, so I thought that was a beautiful moment yeah. and yeah. a really nice image. So they get my dead set legend nice. of the week. I love that one. I like that. I, yeah, they were on 360 together on Tuesday night, I think, mm. so it set the tone for the week. I yes. thought Tomahawk could be going well enough to go again. Maybe. Don't you reckon? Well, maybe. But it's a long way to go, and he's, what is he, 35? Yeah. He's still playing good footy. Strong. Pick one. Who, who, whose career would you take? Oh. He doesn't like it when pick one's no, turned no, on I him. I know, I do. Pick one. Come on. I'm going to go on. the Tomahawk just. Oh, Why? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know what? You think about that for the entire week and you yeah, can tell us next go. Saturday well, because the Saturday rub is up next. This has been Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J, Catherine Lemo. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Sportsbet. Get the same game multi-feeling this AFL season with Sportsbet. Conditions apply. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. These legends will be back next week. It's like Adele Santa Montana once <laughs> back in the day. <laughs>